0: this is radio uninvited with bob johnson i'm asia hussein we've got bryce noble here and a very special guest afshan hussein the founder of pregnancy safe cosmetics a lot of research being done lately about how the beauty industry may be negatively impacting fertility among a lot of other things and afshan has done a ton of research in this area if you've been reading about phthalates its impact on human health the reproductive system or what simple over-the-counter products might do to your sperm count? Afshan has answers for all of us. I hope Afshan is everywhere. Pregnancy-safe cosmetics. This company is everywhere. Your research is being cited all over the place. I've been waiting to talk to you. I think all of Twitter is waiting to hear from you. Tell us what is going on, Afshan. Welcome.
1: Thank you so All much. Right. Thank, thank you, Asia. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bob Johnson and WPKN. I'm honored. I think people are starting to take interest. Yeah. That's very
2: interesting too, because I didn't know before I talked to Asia. I had I had it's totally makes sense, you know, that what you put on your body or you know, what you're you're exposed to has an impact. Not just on pregnancy, but fertility. And uh, I guess you know, I, I always have to remind, like, the skin is an organ, right? So right. Th- things things that you put on your skin is going to be absorbed and become, you know, eventually get into your bloodstream. So yeah, you know, I'm really interested to talk to you because this is uh, something I really hadn't thought about before. Well, probably a lot of other people haven't either.
1: Yeah, I think people don't, are not aware. You know, I most people I've talked to, when they think about toxins, they think about something that they breathe or something that they ingest. They don't really think about something that gets put on their skin. But in fact, as you said, the skin is the largest organ in the body and it's very porous. We have about 50 years of studies on humans, not on rats or cats or chickens, but humans that have isolated a certain class of toxins that are prevalent in bath care, hair care, so shampoos, conditioners, soaps. Uh, they're prevalent in cosmetics. They're prevalent in skin care. So face washes, any kind of lotion. They're prevalent in fragrance. And so any of those, and, and also all of those types of products for the child, as well as for the adult. So some of those ingredients are organic, and some of those ingredients are are synthetic. So, you know, I think the, I think the two top myths I like to kind of debunk is this idea that if it doesn't come into your mouth, then it's not, or you don't breathe it in, then it's not in you. That basically anything you put on your skin, you know, it's not really going to harm you. Right. Sorry to interject.
0: There's so much just in the research that I was looking at there that we really don't know. Uh, I came across a lot, a lot about phthalates. And then there's just all of these other things that are, are showing now that they may be harmful that are in our consumables. So not just beauty care, but, you know, anything that that we use on an everyday basis. Maybe you can talk a little bit about all of those things,
1: too. So there are two, I would say, groups of ingredients. One is the synthetics and the other are the organics. And I like to split them up because people split them up. They'll often come to me and say, oh, but I use organic uh, cosmetics and I use organic shampoo. Everything I use is organic, so it's okay. In fact, that's a false dichotomy. The reason why all of these ingredients, and I call them ingredients because some of them are petrochemicals, so they're chemicals, and some of them are ingredients such as essential oils the reason why they're problematic is because they're hormone disrupting. They're endocrine disruptors. So we have about 50 years of research on the synthetic petrochemical that are the endocrine disruptors. So that's BPA, that's phthalates, that's parabens, that's the PFOAs, all of these types of petrochemicals. And they are in everything. It is true. They are If you, you're wearing a bra the BPA might be in your bra. They that most a lot of bras have BPAs in them. If you're wearing a waterproof jacket, they'll be in your jacket. Um, they'll be in your pizza box. They'll be in uh, your plastics in their child's plastic toys. And your although that's changing in some states. Uh, in some states, they're now saying you can't have certain types of of these petrochemicals in children's toys, they haven't banned them completely. They haven't. They're very specific. They're like, oh, you can, you can't use this one. But then the problem is, the industry will just turn around and maybe use a different one. So there's also that going on. And you'll find them really everywhere in your personal care products, in cosmetics, your beauty, your bath care, your fragrance. The problem, the the big Myth that I want to always tackle, and I'll just pause after I say this, this idea that there are two big myths. One is that, oh, it's in the plastics. So if I get the plastics out of my kitchen, I'm good. Actually, if you take a plastic cup and you go to your refrigerator and you fill it with water and you drink it down right straight away, you probably aren't getting that much or any plastics inside of you. You have to have the food or the water sit in the plastic. You have to warm up the plastic right. and then you have to drink the stuff down to get exposed. But the minute you put something that has this chemical in it on your skin, that's it. It's instant.
3: In cosmetics, I mean, you use the, we use that over and over and over and again and again, Absolutely. multiple times a day.
1: Absolutely. And so people need to take more interest in it. And unfortunately, the media attention is all geared on get the plastic containers out of your kitchen, but then go buy, you know, hair conditioner, which contain phthalates. People think that what makes your hair so glossy is the cocoa butter in it or the argan oil in it. Actually, it's the phthalates, it's, which phthalates make plastic soft and they make your hair straight. So chances are, and you it won't even read on the bottle phthalates. It won't Phthalates is spelled P H T H A L A T E S, and it never says that. It'll say D M I P or D A. You know, it'll say something P. You know, it'll have a few letters in it, and it's and it's so. You know, it's hard to even know that it's it's in your stuff. So th- these are all endocrine disruptors, and we have fifty years of research on these synthetics. Now, since about two thousand. 1718 the there's been a growing concern and more and more studies on a new class of endocrine disruptors, which are essential oils. So the FDA in 2019 started up the research, Chemical research consortium. They exist to research essential oils and herbal extracts and the potential to do harm because there were already so many studies that were pointing to essential oils as possibly endocrine disrupting. So then the FDA paired up with another independent group and and said okay let's study a few of them and so they i think they studied 8 of them and time magazine actually went out and reported on this and they found that all of the essential oils that they studied had some uh, capacity to disrupt uh, your hormones and did disrupt your hormones and then from that more research was done and by 2021 and 2022 they started researching the impact on fetuses and embryos, and there are two major studies: one in 2021, one in 2022. That just comes right out and uses the word "fetal toxic," "embryo toxic" when it refers to essential oils and herbal extracts. And now, just when, and
3: just to jump in real quick, yeah, when people have access to this information. Um, you know, I think you have some of it in the literature on your site that you've gathered. Obviously, this is third party. Information. I, I know you've talked to a, a number of doctors and endocrinologists and, um, the, the research
1: is, is available on PubMed. And if you go to my website, www.pregnancysafecosmetics.com, that's the word pregnancy, the word safe, the words cosmetics with an S all com. You click on medical studies. You have three options. You have the option of clicking on the medical studies tab and just reading the studies for yourself that you have the name, the title, and you can, if you want to read the, usually the abstract, if you want to read the entire study, just type it into Google. It'll come up and in the National Institute of Health Library, which is called PubMed. You can also click on doctor's testimonies and view the testimonials by doctors. On The the last video on that page is a 40-minute documentary put out by the government of Canada, I believe it is, or one of the Canadian channels that's on endocrine disruptors. And you also have a list of ingredients to avoid. So you have the synthetics as well as the organics. The thing to know about the organics is that, so like I said, we have 50 years research on the synthetics. We have less on the organics, but well, the research we do have clearly comes out and says that they are fetal toxic, embryo toxic, that they impede embryo implantation. So for all the women who have IVF embryo transfers, and then they use this organic makeup. It's got um, rosemary extract, which impedes embryos from implanting, and, and and some other herbal extracts that do it. And again, you know, when you go to the certifications, when you when you want to find something that's safe, you say, "Let me go to to Environmental Working Group. Let's see if this product is certified." They're going to certify it as okay because, especially when it comes to essential oils and herbal extracts, because they don't kill you, so. they are going to certify it as okay because they're the thing with er, essential oils and herbal extracts is that they are endocrine disrupting, but they're not as, as, they're not so strongly impacting as the synthetic stuff. The synthetic stuff causes spontaneous abortions, which means uh, uh, miscarriages. So if you are um, carrying a boy, for example, and you're exposed to phthalates, chances are you're going to miscarry that boy because phthalates affect the, the growing unborn child that is male more than it affects the female child. So it, if you do end up giving birth to a boy when you've been exposed to phthalates, chances are that the boy will have a birth defect called the phthalate syndrome. And they named it the phthalate syndrome. The causal link is so strongly established. And That boy will have a smaller um, reproductive organs. That's what the phthalate syndrome is. He'll grow up uh, into his toddlerhood and have undescended testicles. Later, he'll have testicular cancer. He might have Ah, uh, reduced sperm count or no sperm count, and with that comes a host of other problems like uh, diabetes, uh, heart disease, uh, cardiac problems, and so it really so, affects the male species in a very bad way. This is not to mention,
3: <clears throat> yeah. This is like I said when I was combing through the research and and what I saw. I mean, this is pretty mind blowing stuff. I did see one fact. I, I believe it said women in their twenties today tend to be less fertile than our our grandmothers were at the age of 35. So it, it does that is there a correlation there then between the, these petrochemicals or these phthalates that are in so many of the products that we utilize now compared to them just not existing 50 years ago. So
1: one of the things that it is happening that you have to remember to understand what's happening you have to just remember one fact It's not that they're synthetic that's bad. It's that they disrupt the hormones that's bad. They're hormone disruptors. They're endocrine disruptors. So anything that's an endocrine disruptor, be it organic or synthetic, is going to really wreak havoc. The synthetic stuff is stronger than the organic stuff. So whereas the synthetic stuff will cause miscarriages and birth defects, the Uh, Organic stuff will cause preeclampsia, fetal growth retardation, and perhaps uh, smaller birth defects. Um, It won't cause, uh, it'll cause embryo implantation failure, but it might not cause miscarriage. So it's a milder effect because it's not as strong as the petrochemicals, but it still affects the hormones. So that's the first thing you have to understand. Now, why, uh, to get back to your question, would the male and female um, fertility drop in a matter of forty years? That the reason why is because when it, in terms of the data, men are having less and less sperm counts. So in the nineteen seventies, um, by the nineteen seventies the average sperm count in a man was 97 million per milliliter. By 2011, that had fallen to 47 million per milliliter, and the rate of decline was 1% a year. And the people who studied this really wanted to question that 1% decline. So they tried very, very hard to fiddle with the data, to change the data. Maybe they could get a different result, they had said, which is good. This is what you want a researcher to do. They couldn't. They always got the 1% declining year. This is really bad because when we get to 40 million per milliliter, every couple has difficulty conceiving. We were one in eight before 2011. In 2011, we were one in six. And if the one percent decline continued. I mean, seven years later, we would be at forty. So uh, that's uh, twenty eighteen. We would be at forty million per milliliter. We might be at one in six now. Oh, we were at one in six. I'm sorry. We were at one in six uh, in twenty eleven. We might be at one in in four now. I don't know. But the, the fact of the matter is that sperm counts are declining worldwide. The miscarriage of male fetuses is increasing worldwide. And the males being born with smaller testes that are incapable of reproduction is happening worldwide in, in industrial places where these chemicals are available. Now, no, sorry, they, to-
2: go, sorry, sorry, go ahead.
1: When it comes to women's fertility, it's harder to draw the direct link because what happens is it's just the female hormones getting affected. You're disrupting the female hormones, so the egg quality declines. And that's what's happening. Things like PCOS are affected by the hormones. Things like egg quality is affected by the hormones. Anything that affects the hormones basically affects fertility. So I, I, I'll, I'll pause there in case you have questions.
2: Yeah, there's a wealth of information. I want to just don't want to go too far back in time here, but all of the things you're saying are very disconcerting, right? Um, I would ask that if if there's so much data, why is it that nobody really talks about this? You know, you don't really hear too much about this. This this is interesting. And and like I said, it's it's concerning. Um, It's an excellent question. Yeah. So why why is that? And then the follow up, why is there an emphasis on plastics? Is this like the worst of the evils? Because the way you've described this is we're bombarded by this stuff everywhere. So you know, why plastics? Is that a political thing? Is that a a money thing? Because the petrols are just everywhere and plastics are an easier target? These
1: are excellent questions. Yes, Asya, go ahead.
2: Yeah,
3: just what you said, Bryce, you know, why isn't anyone talking about this? And, you know, maybe why aren't we better informed? And, you know, why isn't this all over the place? I I do remember reading, but I believe that the cosmetics industry and the beauty industry has one of the highest markups in the world. And they're very, very successful. And they have long time honored and, and utilized. Up. They have long time honored manufacturing processes that, as it is, companies or these executives, you know, they, they may be aware of some of this research. There may be scientists that, that bring it up. But if it's not if if they're not pushed with policy and if these things aren't, as Sean was saying, regulated by the FDA, then they're gonna keep
2: they're gonna keep taking their profit if
3: it's if it's that successful for them.
2: Right, but why are plastics the agent of all evils, right? Is that just low hanging fruit? I think that's one of them. Well, I mean, plastic industry has a lot of power too, right? Plastics are in, in a lot of stuff, but we, we don't hear about and, and it was fascinating when she was talking about organics versus non organics. Because the, the default position is, well, anything man-made or put in a bottle. People, people, are,
3: people are turning the tide on plastics. I mean, in Europe, they, they think that the amount of plastic that we use here in the United States is, sure. is you know, oh, no, no. criminal.
1: So l- let me answer a few of those questions yeah. for you. Yeah, thanks. So. Um, oh, please. So first of all, let's, let's go back to the dates when the research. In, in the research community, in the scientific and medical community, people don't like to come out and say something is something unless they have at least 50 years of concrete data. Usually they like to have not 50 years of studies, but a 50-year study or a 40-year study on humans before they can concretely say. So the person who did that 40-year, 50-year study on humans is her name. She's a, a Shauna Swan, Dr. Shauna Swan. And she's a reproductive uh, epidemiologist. She started her big study in the 1970s. And she, when she came to the studies, she had already seen a number of studies that opened her eyes and made her say, wait a second, whoa, wh- am I seeing what I'm seeing? And she came in it, and as she says in many interviews, almost to see if she could prove the, the, the research wrong and then she was it was proved right and she finished her 40 year study in 2011 but it took her a while to put it all together her book came out in 2017 and these are the years between 2011 and 2017 because the research study was done in 2011 and so it's just like writing a PhD you come out with these chapters and you come out with these small papers and journals by 2017 it had come on full circle that petrochemicals were bad. Well, so, and you had a lot of new beauty companies like Typology or, which is, I think, a recent one, but Beauty Counter 2013. You had Environmental Working groups, Skin Deep, but they all assumed that organics were good because Shauna Swan's study was really on petrochemicals. Well, 2018, the Um, North American Society of Endocrinologists met in Chicago and they said they made a big announcement. They said they had studied the strange thing that was happening with prepubescent boys and the fact that they were sprouting breath and there was a spike in this particular condition. And it starts with a G. I always forget how to pronounce it, so I won't uh, butcher the name, but Any doctor will tell you what it is. Anyway, they researched what the boys were using and they found out that there were a lot of them were using products with lavender essential oil and tea tree oil, which is like those two essential oils are in everything. Now, prepubescent boys are an interesting group because they don't use a lot of product. How many boys do you know that use tons of makeup or fragrance or anything at age 13, 12? 11. They don't. I mean, not that I know of that. But anyway, that kicked off a lot of study, basically, a lot of research. And by 2019, there was enough research for the FDA to say, okay, you know, it does look like essential oils might need to be regulated. So they don't come out and regulate these things very quickly because, as you said, Bryce, there's a big industry and there's a lot of pushback. There's a lovely in that forty-minute documentary made by the Canadian channel or government—I'm not sure which one it is—but it's uh, it's called "The Disappearing Mail." You can type it into YouTube and watch it, or you can watch it on Daily Motion, or you can watch it on my website, PregnancySafeCosmetics.com. There's a link to it. On, it's the last video on the medical studies tab under Doctors' Testimonies, and you know, there's a wonderful moment where the head of the FDA goes to, it sits in Washington, D.C., and is talking, trying to talk to the government about the, regulating some of these chemicals. And John Kerry turns around and said, cuts him off and says, did you do an independent study on this? And the head of the FDA kind of shrugs his shoulders and because, you know, the FDA... Doesn't like commission independent studies, and he's like, "Well, no, but because most of the the, the studies they read are independent, and and they know that you know the studies are legit." And uh, the John Kerry turns out, around and says, "Well, if you haven't, then you're not doing the you're doing a great disservice to the American people." Bump, and the and the whole conversation was over. So there is this, you know, big okay. The FDA wants to do something; you can see it happening. Uh, you know, in, in televised meetings on the Hill, but they're also very hesitant. So they've very gingerly stepped towards it by putting together this botanical research consortium. And they, the first time they met was in 2020, and they just met recently out here in Germany, and they are studying, you know, the harmful effects of botanicals. And, you know, in Europe, I mean, I live in Europe, and I'll tell you, it is very well-known that herbal extract and essential oils affect pregnancy more and fertility more than any anyone else. All of these chemicals, I'm going to pause in a second, but let me just say one more thing. All of these chemicals do affect those who don't want to get pregnant or don't want to have children. They do affect them by disrupting their hormones. And eventually the long-term effect is autoimmune disease because the the, immune system is like a house of cards built upon your hormone. Once your hormones go awry, the house of cards falls. You can, at that point, Replace your hormones like your thyroid or or take, a, if you've got high prolactin, take bromocriptine. You can kind of adjust your hormones. Take insulin if you're a diabetic. The problem is you can't get back your your immune system the way it was because your immune system functions on a cellular level and your hormones function on an or- organ level. So it, once it's disrupted, the immune system is impossible to get back, almost impossible. And what ends up happening is you just end up with autoimmune disease. I will pause in 30 seconds, but to answer your question, Bryce, we really haven't had that many years of research on the essential oils, we are at the point in time where we have significant studies that are pointing to it, but we miss a reproductive epidemiologist like Shauna Swan doing a 40-year study on it. And that's why we don't hear that much about the essential oil and, and the harms of essential oils and botanicals, even though it exists and they're endocrine disrupting. And I think very soon we will hear about it. Why plastics? I don't know. But I think that this is just one thing that that the media and has gone crazy over. Maybe mm-hmm. it's come out of the fact that we are killing our earth and our waterways. There are like, what, 800 yeah. tons right. of it. There's an ecological imperative to clean up plastics. And then just a n- natural extension to say, and by the way, they're harming us too. So let's jump on the bandwagon of plastics.
3: That could be. Quite frankly, we've got about we've got about uh, four minutes. So,
0: just a reminder: if you're just tuning in, this is WPKN Bridgeport 89.5 Radio, Uninvited with Bob Johnson. I'm Asya Hussein, Bryce Noble here, and we are talking to Afshan Hussein about her company, Pregnancy Safe Cosmetics, and pregnancysafecosmetics.com.
1: I I do want to say, if we only have four minutes, for anyone who's interested in this topic, there are a number of things you can do. If any of you are in the maternal health field, or if you're in fitness or you have gyms or pregnancy spas, please get in touch. Go to www.pregnancysafecosmetics.com and contact us. If you're an influencer, if you are ahead head of a, a spa that wants a, a pregnancy spa or a gym that wants to have a fitness program for pregnant women, anyone in the maternal health field, please get in touch with us. We'd love to collaborate with you. We need to get the word out.
0: 100% I'm I'm with you. You guys know how I feel about Instagram plugs. This is different. Instagram, check it out. She She's at Pregnancy Safe Cosmetics. You can search it on Instagram. Her reels, they will inform you and make you cry. Of course, also check her out at PregnancySafeCosmetics.com. And I know you don't leave with this, but that, of, of course, has a shop there where you've got beauty products that you've personally vetted, uh, according to all of your research. And if I say anything more, this is going to sound like an ad. (laughs) But yeah, do check her out. And you can also get to know a little bit more about her personal story and, and why this is so important to her. Afshan, thank you for being with us. We're probably going to ask you to come back for a part two. This is Radio Uninvited. Thank you all for being here and hanging out.